0: Sure. Beginning Odd Dad Out Podcast in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Odd Down Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. That's right, we don't really have much of a serious format other than I find something to talk about and just kind of let go. I am your host, Adam Higgins, the odd dad out, America's favorite at-home chef for over 24 years. Okay, I can't really back that up. But today we are going to be talking about cooking. And why are we talking about cooking? Because over the last few weeks, I've realized that the easiest time i've had with this show and i think the 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 episodes that you guys seem to enjoy the most are the times where i'm just kind of being me i'm not i'm not trying to do something i'm just sharing who i am with you and and that's what this is right this is my show this isn't some educational program where i'm trying to teach you how to use something or teach you how to do something or give you a history lesson, although we did that with the coffee show. Really, this is just kind of a show about me and my experiences and my stories in my life, because at 31, I've actually done a lot of shit. I've, I've at least experienced a lot of things, and I have stories to tell. And I've always said I've got a million and one stories. You just gotta find the right buttons to push to get that story out. Oddly enough, one of the biggest Things about me that most people, when you get to know me, is that I love cooking and I've been doing it basically my whole life. And it's actually, I, I, because I've got a, a memory like a file cabinet system from hell, you've, I can remember everything, but it takes a while to get there. So I, I think back on things and I remember my first memory of cooking. My very first memory of cooking, and this is a a testament to my personality and how I seem to have to do everything the hard way, my very first memory of cooking is helping my mom bake chocolate chip cookies. And I must have been four, no more than five years old. And I was helping mom make cookies, and she said, oh, do you want to help take the cookies out of the oven? So my dumbass... Hey, I was a kid, I was still a dumbass in that respect. I reached straight into the oven, grabbed the pans with my bare hands, and proceeded to burn the shit out of myself. Uh Naturally, of course, because I'm stubborn that way, I moved the pan somewhere secure before having a fucking meltdown. But even at that age, I, I wanted to help. I wanted to help mom in the kitchen, I wanted to help with food. Food is fun, right? everybody I think everybody can agree even when you feel like cooking is tedious food is fun everybody loves food even scrawny ass people like me love food and that you know kind of leads me into the big jump later I remember being like six or seven years old and always bugging my dad because he was like me he worked nights and he was home with us during the daytime I'd be harassing him. Hey, dad, can you make me eggs? Can you make me a grilled cheese sandwich? Can you cook me this? Can you cook me that? Because I'm like seven years old. I can't really do that. I'm not allowed to do that. And after basically like an entire week of every day, hey, dad, can you make me this? Hey, dad, can you make me that? Hey, dad, can you make me this? He finally says, you've seen me do it. You know how to do it. Get over there and make it yourself. And that resulted in at seven years old, me having to go and fry eggs and going back to have to learn the things the hard way. I think I probably had like a half inch of vegetable oil sitting in this pan on the stove, probably turned about as high as I could, and basically deep frying my eggs. And I honestly I cooked them that way for years because I didn't know any better. That was just it. I didn't know any better. And, and I actually was a big kind of foodie TV guy. I was always watching Frugal Gourmet and Yan and Can Cook and Great Chefs and uh, Julia Child. I was like, oh man, I'm about to cook foodie, uh, commit foodie sacrilege and forget Julia's name. But I was always watching those kind of shows. and so, But I, I didn't know how to fry a damn egg. But I did it. And that became, that was like my signature thing. That's what I did like every day, as long as we had them. I was allowed to cook my own whatever. And it was kind of funny because that, in that little moment, I got, that was like my springboard. it was like, suddenly I'm allowed to cook. I'm allowed to do these things. Like, it's like playing with fire. You're suddenly given permission. I was given permission to play with the electric fire, basically. And my... Parents we had this and if if you remember these and I'm hoping my sisters remember this, we had a before George Foreman grills and and the home Panini presses, we had an electric like sandwich press, I guess is the best way to describe it. But it wasn't like a George Foreman grill type thing. It had like these two interchangeable plates and on one side it was like round and it had little vent drainage holes in it. So that you could make a hamburger in it, which is pretty cool. You know, just put your hamburger in there and close it and plug the thing in and cook your hamburger. Great. Well, if you flipped those cooking plates over, it had a little square sandwich shape on there. So you could make a grilled cheese sandwich in there. And even before the egg thing, I was allowed to do that because it was kind of idiot proof. I was seven, I was responsible enough to plug the thing in the in the wall and make a sandwich. And so this suddenly to me turned into like an electric griddle type thing that I was allowed to use. I couldn't touch mom's electric griddle or electric whatever. But I could use the little electric sandwich thing. And that became my like my playground. I would sit there and experiment and mix up scrambled eggs and I'd make little scrambled eggs in there and I would make I'd start experimenting with cooking ham and different things and mixing things together. And, and I would do all of my little experiments and cook them in this, in the, the inside of this little sandwich thing. And I remember very, again, another one of those vivid memories of a weird time. I remember a particular day, mom coming home from work, and I have splayed open the little griddle thing, and I've got something with Parmesan cheese, like chunks of Parmesan cheese, cooking in this little griddle thing. And it just stunk to high hell up until that point. It's like when we were kids. We didn't call it Parmesan it was it was stinky cheese. That's what we always called it. You know, kids have nicknames for everything. And I never got it. I was like, why do they call it stinky cheese? It doesn't smell. And then I cooked it, and like, oh my God, it smells, and the whole house reeked. And I got in more trouble for stinking up the house by burning cheese than I did for sitting there cooking and experimenting and all of, all that stuff. But that was that always kind of stuck with me. I've always had that kind of a drive I just wanted I wanted to cook I I thought it was fun and it's always been kind of a thing for me and I remember it's like my parents split up when I was about 10 years old and dad went to move in Texas and you know new stepmom she wasn't as keen on the 10 year old cooking she was like one of the she's she's a little paranoid even now you know they've been together 20 years now she's still a little paranoid about stuff like that but that's just kind of her personality. But I remember, if you can imagine, like those big like drum kettle grills, are those kettle grills no. But it looks those grills that look like a big oil drum and kind of have like a smoke box on them. But imagine one of those, maybe uh, eighteen inches wide, like countertop kettle grill. This is what I was suddenly allowed to use when we had our tiny little apartment in Texas. And because one of the favorite things that we had come to enjoy her cooking were these little marinated skewered meat things. And we like pork and chicken and whatever, and you just kind of run them through bamboo, bamboo skewers. Well, I remember that suddenly became my thing. It suddenly became my job, the one thing that she would let me cook. And I was like, Dad knew that I could cook, and he would try and kind of vouch for me. He's like, hey, he can cook. But when you have to sit there tending the little sticks on the fire for however long until they are done, the parents don't want to do it. That's a meticulous, annoying little work. So, oh, he wants to do it. He can sit there and twirl the damn sticks on the fire so they don't burn. So I got to be allowed to do that. And, yeah, you know, again, I've got all these little... It's, it's, it's a jumpy memory. It's one huge jumpy memory, right? But this is my journey of, of, of learning to cook in so many different ways. I've, I've experimented and done all these weird little things that over time have pieced me together. And even then it was like, when I got older, I kind of got to that point where like, okay, I'm just going to be cooking. I'm going to, it's like, uh, my stepmom worked nights. She's a nurse, still is, uh, Dad would work days, kind of the flip of what things were like when I was younger. Um, so if we were home during the day, dad's at work, she's probably sleeping, I'd cook. I'd cook lunch, I'd cook whatever. There are things that I that she would make that I would learn to cook, things like that. Um, I'd make dinner, or whatever, you know, lots of that fun stuff. And that kind of just went on up through high school. And I remember being in high school probably my sophomore year, and there being a flyer on the wall for the New England Culinary Institute. And if you're familiar with it, this is the big you know East Coast culinary school. It's in Vermont. Um, school is so big, they actually own a series of restaurants in the area for you to do your internships and for basically every student in the school works in the restaurants owned by the school. And all of the professors, we you really want to call them professors, all of the professors are chefs in these restaurants. So you are getting this hands-on training and you're both learning from your professor, professors, these chefs in class, and you're working with them and training with them in the field in a real restaurant. I was like, this was great. I was like, this would be a great place for me to go. I'd love to do this. I got the the booklets and all the stuff and the tuition information got all the everything ready and i mean but that was my sophomore year so I, w- I was just kind of researching so when senior comes around and it's time to start looking at colleges and what do i do i go to business school what What? all, all this this build up and, and, and you went to business school <laughs> Yes, I went to business school, and I went to business school because it was kind of the smart thing to do. I guess you'd say, it was the the safe way to go. I, I got I went to community college for, which was kind of my plan is like get my basics out of the way. But I went in for business administration, which is your basic your general purpose business degree. You get all of your little bits and pieces here that will allow you to do anything pretty much in business. And by this point I had been a restaurant manager in fast food for uh, about three years. And so I had been working a kitchen every day. And like the Wiener kitchen, I guess that's where I was at since I was sixteen. Uh it just had so much stuff you could put on a hot dog or a burger. I got to experiment and play every day. It was so fun. It was always like, my big thing is that I love to play and experiment and create new things. Like what would happen if I took all of the breading off a corn dog and fried it and then salted the whole thing and you did these like awesome, like corn chip fry things. It was awesome. But I would do shit like that. And like, what could I mix into the chili to change this up? Shit like this. I would, I would experiment. And so like always that thing was in the back of my mind, but I knew that it was a safer bet to get a job or get a degree in business because you you have to know, it was just kind of, I'm a logical person. As much as I love cooking, I knew that it's, it's a tough gig and man, getting a, an accounting degree, it's a lot easier to be an accountant. So oh, it looks like the cat is trying to break into the room here. Um, you yeah. know that's that, that's the life of podcasting at home your pets just have to interfere but back to the story um, yeah, but i I went to business school for a year and i I took basics and I have this great uh, you know GPA and about a year in I just kind of felt like well oh, what the fuck i'm I'm going to business school for kind of a bs eh, bs <laughs> uh degree and that i'm i don't know what i'm going to do and it happens that in corpus christi texas where i was there basically the community college there is one of like the top community colleges in the country if you want to do something delmar college will show you how to do it do you want to be an auto mechanic you can get it you can get it there do you want to get into the medical field you can go pre-med there do you want to be an ac guy do you want to fucking get your motorcycle license they teach that there but entire business school entire nursing school all these different fields so you could be they have an entire culinary academy there very well respected in the area and so i was like you know what fuck it i'm gonna switch degrees i'm gonna go into the culinary program and because of my years as a restaurant manager It basically wrote off a lot of my certifications that I had just being a restaurant manager for so many years. They wrote off a lot of my classes. Like, oh, well, you've already got certification for this, 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 this. Like, you've got a bunch of courses and credits. So, like, great, okay. I can jump in and I'm a little bit ahead of these other guys. And then I start looking at, after I'm sat down, I'm actually registered for class. And I start realizing I've been a part-time student for the last year. It's like, I have a full-time job. I have rent, like I have bills to pay. I have to work. I start looking at the course load and you can't be a part-time culinary student. You have your full-time hours for your coursework and then you have to have a full-time job as an intern in a restaurant, like with a full kitchen or something like that. Or they, they recommended like a hotel kitchen, somewhere where there's like a salad bar where you're going to have to actually do all the plating and all that in full service. And like I I can't do that. Like I have a job. I have bills to pay. Like I can't not work for two years, not get paid for two years so I can get a degree where I'm basically going to still be making the same amount of money I am now. Like it's, it's not, I can't do that. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like how am I, like, I have the money to pay for this semester. If I'm not working next semester, I can't afford to pay for the next year. So what the hell am I going to do? So I ended up actually dropping out of culinary school before I even started. Um, I got to that point where I was like, okay, if I drop the classes before this day, I won't have to spend any money. I'll get all my money back. And that's basically what I had to do. Um, and it sucked to a degree. Um, I had kind of had it in my head. I was like, you know what? I'll go to culinary school. I've got this great idea for a restaurant, what I want to do. And and I told everybody and everybody, oh, that's a great idea. You open up this restaurant. They totally support you. I just, I couldn't go through with the whole culinary arts degree thing. And I come to find later that when you go to culinary school, A, you don't make dick while you're in culinary school. And B, you don't make squat for years out of culinary school because you basically have to go and work. It's like you can go to culinary school and it basically teaches you the basic skills, but then you have to spend years earning like working and getting the experience and earning the respect of the other chefs in the industry. It's like you can't walk out of culinary school and then go to work. You will be working for free in hotels and you might be working in a big restaurant kitchen, but you're not making squat. You are literally working for free. You're working for experience for the first like third of your career. I've heard of some guys that work for 10 years without making a penny. Like, Oh fuck. No, I can't do that. I was like, I've, I've got an uncle who's an executive chef in two restaurants and he makes a fuckload of money. I, I can't wait to be his age. I can't be in my sixties before I make money. I have to make money today. I have bills to pay. And I I guess that's why whenever you see chefs, regular chefs in movies, they all kind of live in hobbles. Like it's the guy who owns the restaurants got a nice place, but other than that, yeah, they all kind of live in hobbles because chefs don't make squat. I can't and it it kind of sucks. Um, you know, I'm glad that I didn't get into that for that reason. I didn't find that out until later, but. It didn't change my view of cooking, I guess. As as much as I don't want to cook professionally, at least I don't want to go to culinary school. I think if I were going to cook professionally, I would just say, fuck it, and open my own restaurant with what skills I have. I mean, like I said, I've been cooking for 24 years. so, And I've seen enough food network challenges to see people who didn't go to culinary school be all right in that business. But I think I just enjoy cooking at home and because I, I guess I didn't want to be that guy who goes to work every day and spends my entire day working in a kitchen and come home and I don't want to cook. That it's just not in me to do something that I love to do, something that I chose to do this job because I love to do this. But I'm so burnt out on being in the kitchen that when I get home, I just want to nuke some ramen or something, and I I think that's like chef sacrilege somewhere. But I just I couldn't do that. I just could not bring myself to basically take away what I loved doing so that I could make money at it. Which in the, in some respect is what I'm doing here. I was like, I love doing this. I love doing this show. I realize I don't have that many people to listen to this show, but I'm hoping. Here's hoping. But I'm I'm not aiming to make money doing this. I'm not trying to make money. I would like for people to contribute to the finances of the show just so I can kind of keep my head above water, just so I can cover the costs, you know? But I'm not trying to get rich doing this. Um, that's not my goal here. It's fun. I enjoy doing it. I found something else besides... Chopping up things and, and and applying heat in a in a very calculated manner to create appeasing flavors, that I like to do, um, and I actually still, like I said, 24 years, I still cook every single day, uh, as kind of a means of budget control in our house. We realize fast, not even just fast food, but eating out is expensive. I mean, you can get cheap fast food, but do you really want to eat that every day? You know, when you've got four kids you kind of have to make your own meals. And I, I tell the guys at work, I cook every single day of the week. The only day of the week that I do not cook meal, like dinner or whatever for everyone in the house is typically Saturday. Because on Saturdays, I work earlier and I'm not home for dinner. That's it. I usually pack some leftovers. But I make pizzas from scratch every single week i've i've gotten to where we've basically replaced all fast food options we could have had in our week with homemade stuff it's like oh we want burgers all right i'll make burgers it's like oh and i'm going to make the hamburger buns from scratch too just for kicks um, i can't remember the last time i had microwave popcorn but that was just kind of a that's a throwback to when i was a kid the best popcorn always comes off the stove, doesn't it? Um, my wife hates the noise that it makes trying to make popcorn on the stove because we have an electric stove, you know, kind of scrapey, but she loves the outcome. She will put up with the noise for the outcome of delicious homemade popcorn. Um, I'll make pretzels, Pret, soft pretzels from scratch or like you go to... I. What's it? I think the place that the mall by us, is Wetzel's Pretzels, or any other any of those little p- pretzel stands, and you get the, like the little pretzel bites covered in butter. It's like I make those, I can make those at home. It's it's tedious. Pretzels take a long time. It's a lot of work, but I'll do it. I can make pretzels. I make I'll make pretzel hamburger buns. I think that's one of my wife's favorite things for me to make. And it was totally on her. She was like, "Can it's like now that you made pretzels, can we make hamburger buns? Can we make pretzel buns because you know pretzel buns are awesome." Anybody who's ever had a pretzel bun knows pretzel buns are awesome. But I do that. I make everything from scratch. We can make salsa and make our own pasta sauce. I don't do it all the time because that's tedious as all as shit. But again, if I really am so inclined, I can do those things. And it's fun. And I still do every day. I still make my pizza from scratch. I don't go out and buy pre-made crust. I mean, I'm... You know I'm not going to begrudge anybody else from doing that because it is work making your own pizza crust. And Pillsbury makes a good crust, and Boboli makes a decent crust. I'm not as fan of theirs as much, but you can go out and buy pizza dough. Our grocery store offers up fresh pizza dough, or Sprouts, or Fresh and Easy, and all these places. You can get pizza dough to make your own pizza, or you can just do like me, and Pinterest it. Yeah, I right, I said it. I'm a guy and I have a Pinterest. Now, I to be fair, I have a Pinterest because my wife made me have a Pinterest, so she could start sending me shit. But mostly it's it's a handy for looking up recipes. And that and the holy grail of cookbooks that I've 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 wanted for years and finally got one is the Betty Crocker Cookbook. I don't care who you are, get this book. If you have any desire to cook anything, get the Betty Crocker Cookbook. Um the current edition, you get like online access to shit and upgrades and Like, you're upgrading your cookbook online. What the fuck? Technology is a hell of a thing. I've got some of the same recipes in mind that my mom has in hers, which is the reason why I got this book in the first place. Because my mom had one, and that was where all the cool, real human recipes came from. And it's it's been a fun thing for me. It's like... This funny little bit of me that, through my entire life, basically has always been there. When musical taste has changed, when I was whether I was you know in school, whether I was you know in college, when I was living on my own, when I was single, when I got married, the one thing that's always been consistent is I've always cooked. I've always loved cooking. I've always loved sharing my food with other people. I don't cook for myself. If, if I'm by myself, I'll make a grilled cheese sandwich and call it a day. But I love cooking for other people. I, I don't like socializing, but I like cooking to entertain. How the fuck does that work? Um, like I don't want people in my house, but I will cook for people that are in my house. But it, it's, it's a great thing. And I've, it's one of those things that I feel like I need, that everybody should do. I feel like everybody should cook or learn to learn basics. You know, everybody should learn to make eggs. Learn to make your own scrambled eggs, omelets. Fine, if you because you know, try and make an omelet. If you fail at making an omelet, it's still scrambled eggs. Hey, still a meal. And I, I like the way Alton Brown put it: eggs are like pizza. Even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. And pizza, pizza, fuck, pizza is not that hard, really. If you buy pre-made dough, if you're not gonna put in the commitment like I do to sit there and knead the shit out of pizza dough. And and let it rise and roll it out and and all that shit and like hand roll your crust, you don't have to do that. I do that. Why? Because I enjoy it. Because I get to customize my pizza crust. I get to tweak and tinker and mix in things and flavors and whatever. I get to do that. If you just want to get a friggin' Pillsbury pizza crust, go do it. But do it. I guarantee you, if you make your own pizza the first time you make your own pizza, you are going to question buying pizza ever again unless it's like some artisan shop or some crazy awesome pizza somewhere like you're going to question buying fast food pizza or frozen pizza ever again i have not had a frozen pizza since i started cooking my own but do it go out try make your own hamburgers i realize hamburgers take a little work make your own meatloaf do try things Cooking is easy. It really is. It's like, and all you have to do is pay attention to the food. It, it things, Cooking is so easy. And yeah, says so the guy who's been doing it for 24 years. Of course it's easy for you. Maybe it's, it's easy for me now. But start simple. Make your mac, Soup up your mac and cheese. That's an easy way to start. Make some scrambled eggs. Soup up your mac and cheese. Make your own damn hamburger. If you want me to tell you how to make your own pizza crust, I will send you my pizza crust recipe. I hijacked it from Pinterest. I will share it with you. Uh, I I just want, I want to share food. I think that's it. I want to share food with the world. It's taken me this long to get this far. Uh, I don't think I'm going to open my restaurant anytime soon. I think if I were to open a restaurant, I wouldn't have time for running two podcasts. So... In, in the alternative, ask me first up. Ask me questions. I want to share with the world. I have a, I have a very wide range of things that I, I need somebody to extract. I can't just tell you. I need you to ask. Because I don't know what to tell you if you don't ask the question. So I need you to ask the question, how do you make that pizza crust on your own? How? What is your recipe? What is your meatloaf recipe? Because I make a bomb meatloaf. I, 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 I go way out inside the box for my meatloaf. You want my meatloaf recipe? I will give it to you. But you have to ask me. You have to comment. You have to like the page on Facebook. Somewhere. You have to find me... You have to email me at odddadout@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You have to do these things so I will know what to tell you. I will message you back. Find me on Twitter. Find me on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Rate, review. Do all those things. And until next week, thank you and good night.